Maybe you look like a real asshole. Can I tell you something? She was in highlights in the 80s. I like that you think you're a good guy. He's a comedian. You can say it that way if you want to be wrong. Sounds like you're addicted to a drug. Okay, comedy butcher podcast. <laughs> you know what? You know what this reminds me of is what this uh, conversation we're having. <laughs> <laughs> when I uh, <clears throat> I went to this psychiatrist, I told you about this, right? Yeah. The guy who uh, he's like, actually, you owe me four hundred dollars. Uh huh. So on the second time I went to him, uh, we were having like this intense conversation, but there were the he his office was downtown, and there were these street drummers. Okay. Like bucket drummers yeah, yeah, the bucket outside, mm-hmm. and it's so weird to like talk about your feelings and how you well, owe money going on. with like really fast mm-hmm. drumming going on outside. It's like it felt like I was in The Shining. Or did something. it change the way you talked about it? No, but it did make me feel way more anxious. I bet. Would you? Did you like? Would you try to finish an emotional thought like in, like in conjunction with the end of the drumming? I don't know. Oh. I can't remember that. Yeah, yeah, very in tune with the music. No, I mean, it's hard to beat. Does anyone like bucket drumming? Uh, I think it's more that's like, wow, look at that guy hit fast. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I don't think anyone aspires to be a bucket guy. No one's like, do you have an EP? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, how great would that be? (laughs) If those guys were... (laughs) Instead of, like, panhandling, they're like, "Uh, take my CD, take my CD. (laughs) That'd be a good sketch of just, like, guys that are trying to make it as bucket drummers. Yeah. Like, our our second album wasn't as good as the first first album. (laughs) We gotta, we gotta get back in this. Well, do they get written up in something? Like they get exposure, <laughs> like at a, like a web series or something? <laughs> like if they, there was a magazine that just covered like musicians just, that hit that hit play, things. that played non instruments. Yeah, yeah, like uh, like the Stomp Review type thing. Like what if they did Conan, and like that was their big thing. Like if there's a documentary about them and their big peak was they did Late Night. And they thought they had it made, and then they just like, well, no one, I guess the market's not going to support bucket drumming as much as we thought it was going to be, and now we're back in front of the United Center. So, you know, we had the dream, and now this is what it is, you know? <laughs> You're listening to the Comedy Butcher podcast <laughs> with Max Friedman and Joe Noodleman. Uh, he's Max Friedman. I'm Joe Noodleman. Uh, the next live show is February 8th. This is coming out, I think, about a week beforehand. Uh Co-Prosperity Sphere, 3219 South Morgan, doors at 8, show at 9. So, Joe, you just you just got back from your first trip with Santiago Del Boy. My old, my old, well, I almost said flame, but it's not, it's, that's just not <laughs> no, what it guys, is at all. Guys, guys he was my old therapist, yeah. who I swear by. Well, thanks for telling everybody. I recommended, I, everyone should go to him. Well, no. He's his, probably all booked up. Yeah, his, he calendar's, his calendar's kind of full. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He's in hot demand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the guy like, with the name like Santiago, he's going to Santiago be. Del Boy. I know. Uh, so you just had this. This was like minutes ago. Yeah, I just came from there. Yeah. Yeah. How was it? Intense. It was intense? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Was he good? I think so. I don't yeah. know. I don't have really a good frame of reference. It's too bad you didn't get to see him during the day oh, and in the office because he had this cool skylight that, bre- that shined the light on him. Oh, really? So th- It's nuts. Was he sitting down when he walked in the office? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? See, he had to come get me from the waiting Oh, actually, room. yeah, he had to do that. Yeah. So the, but you, the way you told it is, like, you open the door, and he's sitting there glowing yeah. under the sunlight. Well, I guess 
I guess that's just how I remembered it. I think you just like painting pictures with your words. But so he does the thing where he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. Ah. And you didn't like it. I mean, I I knew to expect it, but then I reached point like I said enough, and he still doesn't say anything. It's like, well, I guess I gotta keep thinking of things he, to say. He kept not saying stuff. Yeah, like he he did eventually, but they're like, man, I just talked for like five minutes. I kind of opened up about a bunch of stuff, and uh, what'd you what'd you lead with? What do you mean? What I you want to do my whole session right now? Yeah, I don't know. That's a little intimate, Max. I fucking did my Tinder last week. Yeah, but that's not the same. Yeah, you that was you. Uh, just like, I'm vulnerable. You be vulnerable. <laughs> I don't think you were vulnerable. Perdue and Sharid demand it. Uh, do they? They weren't here at the last show. Mm. I don't. For all we know, they gave up on us, Max. <laughs> what happened in? They're what probably happened following with Santiago. some bucket right You're now. you're um, deflecting. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're projecting your issues onto me, Max. What the? F- what did? Was it good? I think so. Were you just complaining about stand up? No, I mean I talked about my mom uh, and depression and yeah. all that. Yeah, I mean I mentioned stand up that was in there. Yeah. Kind of ran the whole gamut as much as best I. I just had to keep talking for like forty minutes. Like he, would, he didn't say much. Oh, he helped. Like there were times like he would ask a question or like you chose that word. Why'd you choose that word? That kind of stuff. Uh, but he didn't really like talk until like the end of the session when he's like, "All right, this is what I think we should do going forward." What do you say? Uh, what, 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 what? 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 You want to just what tell you everything? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, you want me to give you his? Uh, you know, very brief diagnosis of, yeah. all, of all my problems. Yeah. I don't know if I want to open up that way with you, Max. Why not? What am I supposed to say? What is he saying? You should fuck more? Yeah, that's he's like diagnosis. Uh, here's your prescription. And he just gave me uh, Tinder on my phone. That's all he did. <laughs> That'd be funny if there's a therapist prescribed Tinder. <laughs> well, you never know. That's probably what happened with you, right? Is he saying you should come back? He's saying you should come back. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start seeing. Oh, I'm gonna start seeing him. I was gonna say we're gonna start seeing each other, but that's not really the right way to put it. Weekly? Uh, yeah, for now. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I could use it. I'm really sad, Max. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time I've gone to therapy, so yeah, it's one of those. Like, Do you like it? Were you like, that's cool? I felt better afterwards. Yeah. Like I feel better now than I did before, but I don't I don't know what I'm gonna get. I don't know how this works, or I'm worried I'm gonna be in it for like 20 years and I don't want to be one of those guys. You know what I mean? That's kind of cool. Yeah, to be it's like a cool like a Woody Allen, like, like a Woody Allen. There's there's older Jews that don't marry their adopted daughter. Richard to go Lewis to therapy. Richard, yeah, yeah. Other comedians. He's fine, right? Sure. Does he make money? Richard Lewis. <coughs> yeah, mean, he does. He's in Curb Your Enthusiasm. I just read a piece because he uh, headlined Zanies like a couple weeks ago, and someone from the Tribune went and reviewed him. Reviewed him? Like reviewed the show? How? What did they say? I mean, they loved it. And I mean, they—he's like I saw Richard Lewis like 30 years ago, like, so he's a big fan of Richard yeah. Lewis. But it's all about him being 70 and still hating himself and all that kind of watching himself die. <laughs> I, it probably would be interesting to see. Have you ever seen his stand-up? No, I don't know if I ever actually have. No, I don't. I don't think I have. I know what it's know like. Him. It's him kvetching a lot. Yeah. Uh, and not talking about Boku. Uh, Boku's a thing he used to promote in the 80s. Boku. Boku. The juice. Yeah. You do know what Boku is, or was? Uh, yeah, I remember that when I was a kid. There was like there was like a, ha- a semester in like yeah, where he Boku was, was he, a big juice. He was the spokesperson for that. Oh, I didn't realize it started in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Was it good? I never had it. I think it was good. I definitely did have it. I remember it had tall juice boxes. Yeah. I Whoa, just, this is weird. Yeah, we're now we're talking about Boku. Yeah, I used to have Boku at the zoo. Oh man, that that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're just writing lyrics at this, this point. Is the fucking best. <laughs> so you should do this every time. 
<laughs> what, what? What? I don't know. Nothing's happening. Like, we're just having a conversation. <laughs> it's a regular conversation. Yeah. They might not be able to hear it. Well, that's why I'm asking. Can they hear it? <laughs> the, lo- the levels aren't moving, are they? No, I don't think they could hear it, Max. Well, then we got to We tell have to explain. Yeah. There's a there's a ridiculous jazz band. <laughs> well, they're practice. not ridiculous. They're a jazz band. It's just the funniest jazz to hear while you're having a conversation that's recorded. Sure. <laughs> it's like, it feels like Radio 101 don't have these people <laughs> yeah. play jazz like this. <laughs> Specifically these people. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> Like kind of like <laughs> avant-garde jazz. Yeah, it's lots not, of like. <laughs> that's a good. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty good. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. It doesn't sound bad. It's no. like kind of cool, and it adds a lot of. Uh, They're really good at it. This weird, specific atmosphere to the conversation that we're having. <laughs> we should probably stop laughing at it considering the us. mics can't hear it. You yeah. think do you think they're getting distracted by our conversation? <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> but also it would be really weird when we have to exit. Yeah. Like, mm, uh, these. <laughs> <laughs> these guys wouldn't shut up while we were trying to make saxophone noises. They probably think in my head we're like, well we we're, we kind of do art and they kind of do art and they're probably like we kind of do art, and those, those guys, guys just, do nothing. Yeah, they just talk to each other. <laughs> what is that? Do you think stand-up is art? Um, I've gone back and forth on this. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I kind of. I think feel like some people do it as art, and some people don't. For sh- I mean, that is for sure. That I think that is the best case scenario. Like Stephen Castillo or like Kristen Lumberg, they're doing art. Why them? Because it's unique. Yeah, like they're creating something that no one else is really doing, which feels like one of the things like art's supposed to do is something else that's unique to you. I think Whereas the rest of us are like, well, here's a joke. That's not what I think of as art, okay. necessarily. Well, what do you think? I think art is something that makes you feel. Makes the audience feel? Yeah, it intends to make them feel. Sure. Uh, so that doesn't mean that either of them are not doing it, but I kind of think neither of them are. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like I think I think Stephen King is just trying to be funny. Yeah. And I'm not sh- and like I guess you could make the argument that like j- like laughing real crazy is like feeling. But I don't know if it makes like you feel like I remember in school someone uh I read this essay about like what like beauty is and they said that it's something that makes you feel more alive. And I'm not sure that laughter necessarily does that. I guess I was thinking <clears throat> Are comics really creative, or are they more like engineers? Because um, I think those two examples, those are definitely creative. Where there are definitely times I feel like more like an engineer, of like, all right, I figure yeah. out how to make this thing work. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. I remember listening to someone ask David Tell this, and he's like, "No, I don't think it's an art. I think I'm, I feel like I'm like a craftsman. I feel like I'm just trying to get better at making coins." Sure. <laughs> that's such a sad way to look at it. I think that's how he feels about it. Yeah. But it is. I mean. There's definitely there's definitely a lot of comics like even ones that I like really look up to like like Mark Norman like that's not art, it's just not like he's just he has these like rhythms that he uses again and again he talks about the same subjects again and again, 
um, he does in a way that fools the audience. But if you if you have even a little bit of understanding of how stand-up works, it's like he's just doing the same shit over and over again. And I've I've seen guys that like came up with him, um, and and I see them and they don't. It's not like their voice sounds like him, but I hear him. And I'm like, that's the exact same joke structure Mark Norman uses. And sure. maybe and who's to say who thought of it? Whatever. Like I'm sure it was derived from other things. I'm sure it's like a you know, it's like it, it's part of a like a New York vernacular, or whatever. I just don't think, I don't think you could anyone would could argue that that's art. Yeah, but there are people who do argue. I know that this is art, for sure. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's a lot of, I don't think there's a lot of people that are really like treated as a cross to bear that every comedian is doing art. Do you know what I mean? I've sure. never, I've never heard someone like that. I feel like if if you were to get into this conversation even with the people that are most like pious about it being art a lot of them would be pretty i and i'm assuming but i think a lot of them would be pretty comfortable saying some of them aren't right yeah because no one looks at a club comic and thinks artiste yeah 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 but like you can make a i drew michael sure but like that's a question like is that art or is he an engineer um I'm not sure. Like, you can is being provocative or uh, taking uh, a controversial stance on something and defending it, like, is that art or is that just making a lot of good points and you're also putting some jokes in there? Uh, what about a guy like... Like, because I feel like that's what I'm trying to do, but I question, like, is that really artistic? Is that really creative? <clears throat> well, I don't think I don't think creativity and art are synonymous. Why not? Because I don't, I just, I think that art is something that's meant to make one feel, and I don't think that creativity. But I think like creativity is almost a prerequisite for creating art, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't. It's like a square rectangle argument. Sure. Do you mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It feels like this music is meant for this conversation. Um, I'm really disappointed that they can't hear it. <laughs> I hope they can. Oh, Your nose was very faint. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What, what were we saying? Are we talking about art and creativity? Yeah. Do you want to move on? Oh, oh, I know. Um, I think maybe a better example than Drew Michael would be someone like uh, Mike Birbiglia. Or a better example is, um, God, what's his name? He's got glasses, red hair. Uh, fuck. Uh, his name's Chris. Uh, he's got that public access show. Gethard. Chris, Chris Gethard. Gethard. Yeah. So he's someone, his stand-up is meant to, like, reveal struggles in his life and to make him vulnerable mm-hmm. and to uh, talk about depression and stuff in a way that is meant to be cathartic for people that enjoy it. And whether or not you like it, a lot of people have that reaction to it and... I think it's pretty easy to make the case that that is art. Okay. I don't think it's very funny. So you have to be eliciting a response of a different level besides laughter. I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, like, what is... Okay, if My gut is to say no to that, or it's more nuanced. Well, I guess... The problem with saying, like, art just evokes a response, well, that could be someone just yelling racial slurs. But I didn't say response. I said it makes you feel. Yeah, but it could be making people angry if you do that. 
Is that art? I mean, I guess you could do that in very often. It is like that's that's if you go to a museum, that's sure it's a lot of trying to make you angry. Do you see the movie, um, The Square? No, it's very interesting. It got the Palm Door this year at at Cannes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, it was really good. I really liked it, but there's I mean, the the scene that everyone talks about in it is, um, so the, the movie is about a maybe pretentious, wealthy museum curator in like i think they're in like sweden or something Mm -hmm. and they at one point they're at this ball where all these wealthy people it's like a fundraiser for the museum they're at this ball and they get this uh i don't know you call him he's like a performance artist guy he's this buff dude he's wearing no shirt he's got these strange uh crutches on his arms that allow him to walk on all fours like an animal Okay. And he just, he acts... Like an animal? Totally like an animal in this really, like, guttural way. And he doesn't reveal any, any, like, higher level emotion. And he, and he's kind of being, like, all tribally. And he's, like, he'll, like, jump on top of tables and, like, grunt. And people kind of laugh. And then eventually he starts to just, like, pretty much rape a woman there. Um, and everyone's watching and like they're, like... in the audience? In the audience. Okay. Like, they're all at tables, and there's this pretty woman, and he, like, pushes her down, and he's really strong, and he's really intense, and it's, like, freaking everyone the fuck out. And I think the... and But he's an artist. <laughs> sure. But you never you never see him not acting that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's you only see him in that one scene, sure. You, and that's it. And then later you see like that guy on like billboards being like, "This guy is an, art, you know." <laughs> is it a is it an experimental film or is it a, just a story? Is it a narrative? It's both. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely both. It's like hard to, it it toes the line. It, I mean, my like personal line for this is maybe getting too cryptic, mm-hmm. but I feel like I could I could like follow some of it. Okay. But also, I'm not like, the biggest movie guy. Sure. But I really, I really enjoyed it. I would rec- I bet you'd like it. Probably. But it, it but it, it addresses just that question. It's like, where's the line here? Well, yeah. Like, why? I mean, I think, I think the you're saying, well, you can just yell racist things. Is that art? It's like, well, potentially. Like, what? Like, well, because I, th- I think that could be. I can totally imagine that in an art gallery. Yeah, I can too. And yeah. like, in the, the implication there is that if does art have to make you feel good? Well, that's insane. <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. Um, so yeah. So I guess, I mean, I think, think we answered it. Some comedy, some stand up is art, but you have to like, well, I think the conclusion is people got to get so, so friggin' frustrated when I go to the mall and yell the N word over and over again. Well, I mean, that's why you're doing it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's to an elicit if a response. If people didn't get, or if people didn't get angry, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So that's the lesson. Don't get angry when you hear the N word and Max will stop yelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm an artist. It's it kind of makes say every bully's an artist when you put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every race, every racist, and we got to start having more respect for races. It, do, it does just make all... the whole pursuit seem pretty dumb when you talk about it in like logical extremes. <laughs> sure, you know, what I mean? it's like <laughs> where you have to. Yeah. <laughs> To be like, well, it is it is racist to say kike, and so and racism is art. So, so there we go. I'm Picasso. <laughs> Uh, do you think Picasso said that? And so is Hitler. Uh, <laughs> Hitler was an artist. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was him bombing in an art gallery. Okay. 
<laughs> well, how you been, Maxie? Uh, fine. You said you were depressed. Yeah, I'm depressed. Are you? Yeah, just well, I just been reading too many comic books. <laughs> Are they good ones? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Which I one? I know how to find good ones. Read the Mighty Avengers. Read X Factor. Sounds great. It's good stuff. X Factor's great. I spent uh, a chunk at the end of the week uh, back on Twitch watching stuff. Dude, get off Twitch. Uh, I was watching, uh, there's a new game called Sea of Thieves. There's a pirate game. That sounds like it's probably a really fun game. It looks really cool. Uh, what do you do? You're, it's like an open world pirate game. So you have a ship. Whoa. And you go like, all right, here's... Do you control th- the whole team? It's like you play with friends. So you can play by yourself or up to four people. So it's four people on the boat then? Up to four people. Pirate boat manned by four people? Yeah. And you go, you can fight so other... It's a small boat. Uh, yeah, you can find other pirate ships or you go looking for treasure and shit like that. Damn. So it's in beta right now. So like a bunch of people are playing it because it's in beta. And I found this big streamer who I guess has 25,000 subscribers, which blew my mind. Mm. That guy's got to make like a million dollars a year just off of playing Let's games. Let's quit counting and become I know. pirates. <clears throat> but like he was talking at the end of it is like, uh, man, I don't know how long I can keep doing this. Like what am I going to do? Just keep sailing these seas. <laughs> I'm like Jesus Christ! You, you actually think you're a pirate at this point? Like that's oh. what he's talking about. Like I, the, my life's got to be more than this, man. Just the open water—it's not enough. And he was talking seriously. Yeah, that's so sad. It made me think, like, man, video games have gotten real fucking intense. Because, <laughs> because that's what people say when they're like, "I gotta quit this." Like, I can't just keep stealing these cars. Like, what am I doing with my life? You know. How many hours a day is he playing this thing? They play like 10 hours a day. If you're a streamer that gets people to watch, you're playing at least 8 to 10 hours a day. Are they really good pirates? I mean, it's a brand new game. But Are the graphics good or is it cartoony? It's cartoony, but like it's real enough. It's like pretty? Yeah, it's really pretty. The water is like, that's such a good job with that water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's trying to have like a Pirates of the Caribbean vibe to it. Does it, um, is there any magic? What do you mean? Like, is it at all, like, magical, or is it just, like, swords and guns and stuff? No, no, like, uh, if you get too far off the boat, a mermaid appears, and so you get to respawn that way. Oh. Uh, when you die, you go on the ferry of the damned for a minute before you respawn. Uh, there are skeletons. So, yes, there are, like, there are like uh. there's a touch of that, like, you know, like I said, like, Pirates of the Caribbean type right. stuff. And there's a lot to do. There's, like, quests and stuff. Yeah, although it's in beta, so there wasn't that much to do hmm. so i'm curious what they're gonna add and i'm not anticipating playing it but like it was a really pretty game to watch why god it's hard to imagine wanting to watch a game that you don't want to play well that way i don't have to play it but playing is fun sure but that way i don't have to spend the money to get it and devote the time to playing it because i'm not you just devote gonna the time to watch okay it. i can watch something for like 20 hours in a week but that way but i'm not gonna play a game for only 20 hours. If I'm going to buy the game, I'm going to play it for 200 hours. Not in a week. Sure, but like I don't have to keep playing the same game. I don't have to keep watching the game once I'm like, I know what it is. I get the uh-huh. point. I got it. Whereas if I have the game, I'm going to like, oh, well, I got to keep playing it. What else am I going to do? Something else. Yeah, but I already put the money and time into the game. You're talking like what you're saying is making sense. It does make but sense. But it doesn't make Why, sense. Where, where's the disconnect here, Max? Because you just said you, like, listen, I can watch a game for 20 hours a week. But if I buy the game, so why not just 
to me, playing a game for 20 hours a week is a lot. To I play. mean, 20 hours in one week, and then I'm done with the game. Like, uh, I don't have to keep watching this anymore. I got what this is. Yeah. Whereas if I bought the game, I would just keep playing you it over so and over. You have so much conviction in your voice for someone who is being so completely unconvincing. But I think I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can tell you do. <laughs> I would devote more time to a game if I played it than I would have I, if I just yeah. watch it. That's my point. But you'd also have more fun. Sure, but there'd be diminishing returns. Yeah. Well, then stop. Stop playing the game. Yeah. Well, then I have to. Uh, then I have the game. I already bought it. That's okay. It doesn't take up very much space. But it takes up money. You got tons of money. Don't do that. <laughs> it's like sixty bucks for that game and games like uh, that. It's like yeah, it's. I not. do. I am interested in that game. I like <laughs> the idea of pirates. It looked fun. It yeah. looked like I could see getting really into this. For and there's a lots weeks. of different things to do. Kind of like it's kind of repetitive in the quests that you do, but I think that's just because it's in beta. Yeah. What do you got? Like save parrots and stuff. Save parrots? No. Can you make? Can you choose what your character looks like? Yeah, you get different avatars. I don't. I didn't see oh, all of them. I'd like to be a big bearded guy. Uh, there's a big fat guy you can be. Oh, <laughs> let's get this game. <laughs> I probably have to get a new computer. Shit. Or it can be on Xbox, I think. But you need an Xbox One. I don't know. Hmm. I think the beta ends tomorrow. Hmm. Very. But you can look into it, Max. It's called I'm... Sea of Thieves. But we should get it. All right, let's get it and make the official podcast game. <laughs> we have to play it while we're... I really shouldn't get a game like we, that. We can only play it while we're podcasting. Whenever I play stuff like that, it's always just like, oh, this is going to... My worry is always it'll take me away from stand-up. I played through Portal last week. Well, that's a quick game. Yeah, it took me like four hours to do the whole thing. It's really amazing, though, right? It's a good game. Like, I've seen... I knew what Portal was. I've seen it before. But it's it's cool to experience. To, yeah, for you sure. jump around in the portals. Is the second one good? It's better. Is it? Yeah. All right. It's just like even more portals. Does Will agree? Well, do you think sec- the second one's better? Did you recommend mm-hmm. Portal? Yeah, last week. yeah, we were talking. Yeah, yeah. Like, I had downloaded it like a year ago when there was like a big Steam sale for like two bucks. Oh. So I just had it and I didn't install it. Hmm. So it took like 10 minutes to install and it didn't take long to beat it all. I rewatched Inception. And? I kind of forgot that even when they're not in the dreams, they're like secret agents. Oh, like their real life is pretty intense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless, honestly, it kind of made more sense to me. Yeah. That they're actually just in a It all, like, I was a little confused the first few times I watched it. And this time I was like, oh, this all makes sense. Now that I have all these years of open mic comedy under my belt. Yeah, that's what you needed. (laughs) I've I've developed the wisdom to understand Inception. And now you can move on with your life. (laughs) Yeah. But it was like, oh, that's why you you met the guy. That's why the Asian dude's all old. Uh, That part was a little, I mean, it makes sense, but it was like, what did he, like, make his own world? Well, so whose dream do you think they're in? Um, well, so you're convinced at the end they're all just still in a dream? No, it's it's inconclusive. Yeah, but but the, but regardless of that, so they go really deep, right? And they go into like the limbo. Yeah, where where Leo made his whole space, mm-hmm. and the Asian dude dies in there, or he doesn't die in there. He gets um, actually no, actually only, I only, just figured it out. Only Leo and her are down there. He he gets stuck in his own limbo because um, because he died and they were heavily sedated. Okay. So then Leo had to go back into his dream. That's where he meets him and when he's all old because he had been living in that dream for like 90 years because limbo time's nuts. Mm-hmm. Are we explaining Inception? <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think explaining is the right word. I think uh, trying to fumble your way through the idea of Inception. Is no, I, 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 got, I got it. 
I hear you. <laughs> it all made sense to me. You sound like a guy who's like, I figured out Mulholland Drive. I know what it means. I haven't seen that. Yeah, but you would say you know what it means. Would I? Would you? Have you ever seen a David Lynch movie? No. Do you know who David Lynch is? Yeah, I know who David Okay, well then go Do I yourself. know who David Lynch is? <laughs> You've never seen one of his movies. Look at how nicely my hair is combed. Of course I know who David Lynch is. <laughs> Man. <laughs> You know, I was—I I, I don't know if I can contend with the brilliance that is Max Friedman's hair. <laughs> I took a shower recently because I just sat in bed reading um, comic books all day. You do that sometimes. You just feel dirty. You got to take a shower to stay home. Did you? Did you take a shower and then stay home? Well, I didn't shower yesterday, so I was like, I gotta—I gotta shower before I go out. How often? How long can you go without showering? I like to shower every day. If you don't go out and you're sad, how long will you? What's your stre- What's your streak? I mean, I, I, if I don't shower one day, I'm going to shower the next day. Okay. And I don't like to not shower the one day. I mean, yeah, no one likes to not do it. Why does this thing weird? I dated a girl that, like, hated to shower. Like, she would, but, like... How'd that, how'd that go? Good. Like, she's hot. <laughs> like, <laughs> that doesn't uh, sound like a good match for you. Well, I just didn't really note. I mean, she did shower. She just like I fucking hate this. Like I remember, I wanted to, I wanted to go. I was really into King Spot at the time, and I was like, we should go to King Spot. It'd be a fun hang. And she's like, I'm like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pay money to bathe. That sounds awful. She just like hate. She hated being wet. She has a point of paying money to bathe. Oh, it's great. There's different temperatures. I hear (laughs) you. Yeah, you make it sound like it's only accessible there. There's like really fat Korean men. Yeah, it know. also there is something cool about seeing all your friends wieners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you do a lot of comparing. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like I, I just know. I know a lot about people's wieners that other people don't know. That's power. Yeah, like Michael Rice, really big wiener. Good for that guy. Huge, <laughs> huge. Imagine big. It's bigger than that. Good for him. John Spillane, another Irishman, very small. Oh. Yeah, I went with the both of them to King Spa. Sean Duck, it's a little smaller than average. Not bad. <laughs> this, this is uncomfortable right now. <laughs> this, I don't think this. Is nice. Also, I want to be very clear. Everything I just said is true. I don't know if I don't, I don't know if that's very nice to them. It is I mean, to Michael Rice. Oh, okay, it was, it was nice to one of them. <laughs> I'm an investigative reporter. <laughs> that's what my stand-up is. Yeah, that's your art. That's my art. Why don't you talk about uh, the size of comic sticks on stage? I did one time. Yeah, how'd it go? Good. Were they there? No. Okay. Actually, I didn't say who they were. I was just like, I know a lot of people with penises. You guys don't know. I gotcha. Try to do a King Spot bit. How'd it go? It went okay. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Or it was like, it was like I like I like to go to the Korean spa where um where. Uh, where you bathe naked. My favorite thing is to go up to other people that are bathing naked and be like, hey, do you like Asian culture as much as me? <laughs> I thought it was really funny, but it didn't really work. I mean, that's not a punch. It's kind of a punch. It's funny, but like not in a, oh, I'm supposed to laugh your way. <laughs> It'd be a really funny like man on the street. Sure. Although you can't do a man in the street in a nude bath. I mean, that would be a fun idea if you just had a microphone in there attached to nothing. Yeah, but you'd you'd have to see, you'd have to see the naked people. Yeah, but I mean, it would be fun for you guys in that room. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is weird. I mean, 
the, the Korean people at King Spa are like so comfortable. I thought you were gonna say so Korean. <laughs> they are, but they are like so cool with dicks and everything. And like you'll well, see, I think they have to be. You can always tell. <laughs> you can always tell when someone's like not been there because they just they give you this like comically small little orange towel, and like there'll be these like dudes that are there for the first time that are like 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 yeah. ra- wrapping around their dick with both hands and like walking around being like. Like looking around all nervous, and then you kind of everyone just kind of relaxes because of all the baths. Sure, and then everyone's just all cocks, all dicks all the time. All is it all? It's an all male bath all the time. Well, there's um, all women. One, there's a different two, sections. But I haven't figured out how to get into that <laughs> one. <laughs> I like to imagine you trying. <laughs> I mean, you could do like a panty raid, but. <laughs> That you is get such in a ridiculous so much sentence. trouble. Like, like <laughs> of there's course no, you would. There's no, you would like, get in legal trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't just get kicked out of of King Spa. You'd get arrested. Well, I'm 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 plotting it out in my head, and I'm kind of like, I think I could manage to do like a like a mad sprint <laughs> and like get in there and get out and like get back to Sean Duck's car and he could he'd be the getaway driver. Sure. Like, I saw all the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know if it'd be worth it. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, it depends. Like, if you never want to go back to King Spot again, that'd be a good, like, peace, I'm out. Maybe if you give it, like, a month. Do they keep your credit card on file? Well, what I would do is I, would, I wouldn't I would pay. I would just sprint in, sprint out. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, have you used your credit card there in the past? They probably don't keep it on file. Mm, they probably have cameras. But how would they know who I am? They probably have cameras. They, Joe, it, businesses don't log your credit card number next to a picture of your face in case you look at boobs. They should. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> but then it's probably illegal. Is it? Yes. I don't know if that's illegal. No, that's just the thing you think is happening, and that's why you don't use Facebook. That's what they don't want you to know, Matt. No, no one does that. Everyone does that. That's why I can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere because you're weird. That's why I never go anywhere with cameras, Max. You are like a kind of a conspiracy guy, right? Oh yeah. Which ones are you into now? I mean, I, I respect all of all different ideologies of conspiracy theories. Do you? I mean, kind of. I get really into the Jew theories. Which ones? All well, I mean, they're pick one. They're all the same. They're all Jews around the world. It's just it's manifesting in different ways. Oh, do you like that one? I'm fascinated by. Is those. it true? I I don't know, Max. You and I. You don't think it's whenever I hear anyone say something like that about Jews, I'm always like, "Have you met like me?" Exactly. That's my argument. Is like my life should be better if Jews run the world. Yeah, like, like they missed me. I know lots of Jews that are just like. I mean, it's very hard to tell a comedian because it's like, you think Jews run the world? Let me introduce you to Adam Quaslo. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it's, but I think it's. Because that's such an old theory that people yeah. still believe. Like, where, where, I'm fascinated. Like, why do people hate Jews and where did that start? Because um, it's not a new thing. It's been around for centuries that people think Jews are pulling the strings of the world. And I love, like, that's fascinating to me. <coughs> oh, if only. I know. Here's hoping one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how to think about that stuff. I think it's probably not the case. I mean, you never went down, like, the 9 11 rabbit hole? No. Never? No. What do you think about 9-11, Max? Um, what do you think about Building 7, Max? 
I don't even know what that is. It's a it's a building uh, in the World Trade Center, not the towers. It just wasn't hit by anything, but collapsed. Who is Wait, is that true? Yeah, it is true. And there's a lot. That's one of conspiracy theories' favorite. That's one of the truthers' favorite. Like, what about Building Seven, man? It's like there was a lot of documents there that they wanted to get rid of, so they blew up the building. That's the theory. That Wait, they demolished so the building that wasn't hit by a plane. So why? It was down the street. Why did it fall? Officially, it caught fire and it uh, ruined the the base structure, and it just eroded and collapsed. How did it catch fire? Uh, debris from oh. the towers. It's not like there was like a plane flying through the air or anything, was there? What? <laughs> <laughs> there were no planes in 9/11. That's just what they want you to think. I've oh. heard that's a theory. I've heard that there's no planes. No, that they were uh, like radio-controlled drones. Why did they think that? Uh, there was a well. One of the things I can't believe we're talking about this uh, that there was a drill that they would run pretty often in New York about planes being flown to the World Trade Center, and they were running a drill that day, mm-hmm. like just for the radio communications. Yeah. Like at that time, it was happening. But I've seen people like look at like look at the footage and like there's no wings on that plane or shit like that. I'm like that's not true. Like I'm pretty sure those were actual actual planes. Although there are people who are convinced there was no plane at the Pentagon because there's no real plane debris. It just kind of evaporates. That one I think is interesting. If you look at footage of that, I think that they flew planes into the buildings and they fell over. <laughs> Max, you're so asleep. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think anyone really knows. Like, I think that's probably je- basically what happened. I'm not saying that's not. I'm not saying there were no planes. What do you that's mean what I'm saying. No one knows. I'm saying no one like, knows exactly on. why they did it, or for. Or... You really fucking think that something, some other thing? No, I don't think the government orchestrated an attack on its own people. It's not so, what what are the weird things you think? So I can be like, come on, Joe, lay those on me. I don't know. If, I don't think the things I think are very weird, Max. Well, what are the ones? Give me what I want. Well, just the standard, like, anytime you use a website, especially mm-hmm. one of the major ones, they call it your data and sell your data to other companies so that they can better target you and get your money out of you. That's well, not a conspiracy. No, it's just actually happening. Yeah. Or uh, that the... It works, too. I know. <laughs> like, I feel it work on me. But, like, the that the ruling class, like, they know what they're doing, and they, they're not out to necessarily help one another, but they're not out to hurt each other either. And so long as we're the ones getting fucked... They make all the policies. Yeah, that's why I steal. I'm a freedom fighter. Yeah, that's how you, that's how you fight back. But that's not even a theory. There's just a couple hundred bi- like people who run the world, and like that's just kind of true. You think it's a couple hundred? There's an interview I read with, uh, I don't know if it was an Amazon guy or something else, where he's like, I brushed up against, like, there's like 150, 200 people who are like, they kind of make all the decisions in the world. He's like, I brushed up against that class briefly. Who are they? Are they they're, are they're business people, you think? Yeah. They just run all the major... Co- they just run everything that owns the major resources. So, like, they, this guy or this conglomerate of people, like, they control pretty much all the world's oil. So they can, do, they can drive energy policy and that kind of shit. It's not that they got to a certain point, like, well, now I'm going to run the planet. It's just, like, they're... What they have, what their assets mean, yeah, like, I they gotcha. have a lot of fucking influence. Do you think that they... That's not a theory. That's just no, true. Do you think that they want... Do you think they're, like, happy with stuff? With their own lives? Yeah. Or with everything. I don't know. Happiness is, like, so elusive. 
I'm not talking about your bullshit. Yeah, but I think it's universal. I don't think people... Do you, do you think that they want things to be they, the way they are? Do you think they're like, they're like, well, I'm not really happy about poor people. Do you think they don't care about poor people? I don't think they really give a shit about poor people. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, I don't think it even registers to them. Doesn't register? Well, like, how often do you think about... How often do you think about homeless people? Whenever I see them. Yeah, how often do you think they are actually interacting with poor people? They're just a total. They're a world apart. Do you think they view their their place as a place of responsibility? I think some of them do. Probably. I mean, how would you not think like, well, I'm I'm a leader, but some if of you're, them probably because I'm don't, not a leader. So like that, you know. But you know some of mean? them probably just don't give a shit. Probably some of them probably just inherited it and whatever. Huh. Do you ever think about this stuff? Um, I mean, not in specific terms. I mean, people go off the deep end about this. They think. That the the elites are trying to call the human population down to 500 million people. There are these things called the Georgia Guidestones in Georgia that no one knows who put them up, but they say that the goal, uh, they say printed on them, that the goal is to reduce the human population down to 500 million people. Huh. And so it's a conspiracy theorist, like, they, it's a touchstone for them. Like, this, this is their plan. So it says this on stones. Yeah, you can look it up. Like, it's like a monument in Georgia. And is it allowed? Is it allowed? Like people, how come? You can, how come you can just go and take pictures of it? Like you can go there. How come the president doesn't say I don't like that monument? Well, yeah, because no one wants you to talk about it. <laughs> Only the internet will tell you these things, Max. I feel like you're making everything up, Joe. I don't know, Max. I think the internet's making things up, but I'm just interpreting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a close cousin of what I said. Kind of. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I love. I love that shit. It's my. It's my favorite thing online. Other than Twitch. I mean, Twitch isn't my favorite thing. It's just an addiction I have. Just like what you're most addicted to. Yeah. I would much rather be addicted to conspiracy theory videos. They're more fun. <laughs> what a weird thought. What, what, really? Yeah. I'm addicted. This is what you just said. I'm addicted to watching videos of others playing video games. Well, but live I, streams. But, but sure. I wish I were addicted to people talking about crazy theories about how the world works. It'd be a much healthier habit. <laughs> <laughs> at least one is me- at least one is mentally stimulating. At least one makes me go like this is crazy or like that's intense or like ah oh, they made a good point there. But like that never happens with watching video games. That's just like I guess I'm watching this now. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll watch one more quest. <laughs> like it's way worse. It's way sadder. Yeah. Right? It's like at least one's watching a crazy documentary, self-made documentary by by an insane person who thinks they figured out the world. <laughs> the other is just watching someone else like tr- pretend to be a friend. Mm. You should read comic books. That's a real cool thing to do. Yeah, everyone says that. <laughs> There's so many to read. Of course. There, yeah. there are thousands, if not millions, of comic books. You know how many different people have been Captain America? Four? It's like six. Well, I was close. Yeah. Now, now, you know, it's like, I'm sure that there's a lot of backlash, but nothing has become like more diversity forward than Marvel comics. Oh, really? Yeah. It, and it's like, it, it, it's so pervasive that it almost feels offensive. Like, I, this is going to sound like a joke, but like basically every hero is a black woman now. That's like the cliche. Of like, but of, like of people's pr- critique of progressive ideology. 
an inordinate amount of the heroes that are like the event. Like Iron Man is a young black woman. Iron Captain Man, America. Iron Man isn't a man anymore. It's now like Iron Heart. They so Iron Man no longer exists. No, Iron Man still exists. I actually, I kind of, I haven't read this far, but I know that right now, Iron Man is either this black woman or it's Doctor Doom. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Captain America is like pretty much a black girl now. Um, who else? The Hulk is a a young Asian man. Uh, <laughs> well, Max, you're getting uh, pretty all right. I'm just telling. I'm just telling. Yeah, you but I've said you're noticing things in a in a pattern uh, that people are conspiring you don't know together. Who, you don't know Miss Marvel is, do you? Uh, I'm aware that she is a characters she's like superman but for marvel universe right pretty much like rogue absorbs her powers that's how rogue can yeah. fly yeah yeah oh dang uh yeah but now um now that, that, that impressed you that i knew that rogue well that is like kind of deep cut but um <laughs> but now miss marvel is a young um muslim girl okay and that that comic is actually like really really good that one's like so good okay so how does this make you feel seeing all your favorite comic book heroes i actually don't really care but like you, it's an observation you've made. You can't not make it. It's so then, not hidden. So then, what's the takeaway? Um, the I don't know. It's like is it good, bad, or neither? It's. It doesn't feel like it's in. Like I, I think the team should be divert. Like, like right now, um, like I just read this this book called uh, Mighty Avengers, which took place. It was like an Avengers team that took place concurrent it doesn't it doesn't matter but like basically it was like there's not a single white person on the team Mm -hmm. uh and it's it's fine but it feels like are you doing this because this is important like this is important to the stories are you doing this just to to shoehorn i'm pretty sure it's to shoehorn diversity yeah but like is there really and it's this this writer he's a really great writer like i i'll read his shit because the stories are really good but uh-huh. like his name's al ewing i believe he's british but he, i looked him up and he's a he's this like nerdy white dude and he only he only writes uh non-white characters and what? i'm like what kind of fucking white knight are you dude like it's interesting because i don't isn't the most of the audience still like nerdy white guys? Yes, and a lot of them are they complaining? Oh yeah, a like, lot it's of a people, lot of like the gaming community then, right? Yeah, like people yeah. fucking hate it, yeah. and like I don't care. Like that Miss Marvel is like one of I think it's one of the best Marvel comics ever. I don't, and it's like, and they do stuff, it, and it doesn't. It's not just like good. It's like they use the fact that she's a Muslim. In the service of storytelling. Like, it's relevant. It's super relevant, and it's really interesting, and I'm like, I'm all for that. Okay. But, like, when they... But some of the other shit, like, where it's, like, everyone's black, and it starts to just feel like it's, like... Uh, it reminds me of, like, the Cosby show, where it's, like... It's, like, they're going out of their way to be, like, I'm a, I'm a wealthy black man who does everything like a white... It's, like, just just let's just be more... Maybe I'm racist. I, it's okay. As we discovered earlier, that means you're an artist. <laughs> Does but it, it bother? Like, but like it, it's clearly bothering you somewhat. Like, cause it feels forced. It doesn't feel natural. Well, it's that thing where, like, I rem- I remember when I was um, when I was like a freshman in architecture school. I came to Chicago, and I, and someone was like, "We gotta go on this this tour of." Uh, buildings that were all designed by women. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, 
Isn't that offensive to women? Like, wouldn't you be offended that you're only on, on this list. tour yeah, yeah. because you're a woman? Like, wouldn't you, couldn't, even if your thing was really great, like, arguably the most, not, it's not even arguably, like, probably the best contemporary architect in Chicago right now is a woman. Her buildings would be a big deal if she weren't a woman. Sure. And I bet, I would assume that if she's on one of those tours, which she definitely is, uh, she would feel... Uh, at best, slighted that she's that that this thing exists, and at worst, um, insecure about whether or not she belongs. So, but how does that relate to the comic book thing? Well, I have to imagine that Blade feels the same way about being included <laughs> in the Avengers. <laughs> you think the the characters themselves are like, God, why do we all have to be this? Well, like Blade hasn't been. Blade's like not part of marvel really <laughs> like he's such a side character but sure. they put him in this like important team and it's like it's a and it's just like come on you know <laughs> i don't know it was just weird are you i feel like you're uh open up to to red pilling max what is red pilling you don't know what red pilling is no that's what uh people on the right refer to like when they wake up from the matrix that the left oh. has created <laughs> I mean, I'm like it's directly liberal. referenced to the to the, the matrix. matrix. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I get it. I mean, I think you can be aware of this stuff, and like I think that like like it's weird how how white the Avenger like the Marvel Cinematic Universe is. Are people complaining that the cinematic universe isn't as diverse as the comic books? Um, I mean, I'm. I don't think so because I think that the type of people that complain about that stuff aren't fans of Captain America. Okay. Do you mean? Like I'm sure they are, but it it is weird like like in the original cast of the Avengers, like the first Avengers movie, it's like six really strong white dudes and then uh Black Widow, okay. who's like a depowered woman. You know? <laughs> it's weird. So, which was weirder to you, the Overly diverse comic book Avengers or the completely non-diverse movie Avengers? Like, which is weirder? Well, definitely, I, and I, I, I think if, to use specifically the word weird, definitely the overly diverse Avengers. Is that just because you're used to saying white superheroes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we're, we're used to seeing that. But it's like, I remember I, like when I took care of kids, there was this like little black kid who was like really into the X-Men, and he didn't like it. He didn't like he. It bothered. He told me that that he there were no black X Men. No, there are black X Men. He didn't like it in the Avengers. He preferred the X Men because because the X Men's all about the X Men is like an allegory for X Men work different than other superheroes in the Marvel universe. Like they're outcasts. They're outcasts. Yeah, yeah. and they're like they're a persecuted <clears throat> minority. Yeah, and I thought it was like it's cool that like he's into. Um, do you know I mean? I hear that, you. that was like neat. I mean, is that your commentary on black children? They're mutants. <laughs> <laughs> they all have secret powers, yeah. Max. <laughs> Jumping. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, it's hard to have strong... I mean, it's hard to, like, have honestly strong feelings about this when you're a white dude. Because it's like, it doesn't really affect me. But, like, I try to be on the right side of things. Do you think you're on the right side of things? Probably not. I'm. I mean, I'm trying my best. Well, but it's like I don't have that strong of an incentive. Well, like, do you ever question like the? I mean, because we talk about this all the time. The whole like white men are evil thing. Yeah. I mean, because that I wouldn't say that's a symptom of it, but like that's them. That's Marvel clearly trying to say, all right, well, we're gonna 
go away from just white guys. We're going to try to be as diverse as we can. Yeah. But that's driven by the whole, like, white men have had their time. And they need to move aside now. Right? That's kind of the impetus of that. Shouldn't the impetus be, like, like everyone should have time? Sure. But I'm saying, like, that's... I mean, we were just talking about this after a mic last week. Yeah. About how, like, you can say... uh straight white guy as like a punchline or like people understand like oh that's supposed to be bad now yeah and like how not gross necessarily in the context of the culture but gross comedically like how is that a fucking punchline now yeah but i that, mean and ultimately it doesn't work like there's sure, good but there's, feminist comedy of course there's good comedy of every straight yeah um i don't fucking know all right man you don't have to be into it i mean the uh I feel, I mean, it's exhausting to think to think about it as much as it is talked about, but that's like, it's privileged to be able to say that. Do you know what I mean? It's privileged to be able to say? It's privileged to be able to be like, like man, I'm, I'm exhausted by having to worry about the, the um, what do you call it? Identity shit. When I'm I'm a white man, it's just like frustrating. But it's like, well, it's easy for me to say that because I don't. I've never. This is an to, issue. You've never for had me. to deal with it. Yeah. Sure. It's like I'm. It, it, what I'm saying is like it's exhausting to try to be on the right side of things without an incentive other than just it's moral. Okay. You know what I mean? But well, that's fair. You know. Sure. You have no response to me. Well, I don't know. Like, I go really. I think about this kind of shit more than I'm supposed to. Yeah. Uh, it's like it, it's really interesting to me, but I also think it's because I think that's where like people go off the deep end on the right is because they make like a rational observation of like progressives are saying something like that's not true, mm-hmm. and you can't. And everyone's become like an ideologue where if you question their belief, like you're a horrible person immediately. Yeah. And I think that climate is what has driven people farther apart. Sure. And I, I understand why it like I, 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 I relate to the feeling of someone being like, you're a straight white man. What do you know? And me feeling like this isn't like it doesn't maybe I don't know something, but maybe yeah. I do. Uh, well, just the whole idea of, like, I'm not supposed to have an opinion about something. Right. Like, well, yeah, I just I just stay quiet. I think it's better to stay Of quiet. course it's better to stay quiet, but it becomes... At a, it, there's a point where, like, well, how the fuck am I not allowed to have an opinion about something? I'm in the world, too. I mean, but you are allowed to have an opinion. Sure, but there's definitely people who are like, you shouldn't... Sh- you Like, we don't want to hear what you have to say. And it's yeah. fine. Like, it doesn't mean I have to... I deserve to be heard by everyone. But the idea that, like, a, a, an opinion contrary to her own doesn't belong in this space. Because that's the tone I've gotten a couple of times. I mean, you, you I, I think that that's common amongst a lot of people. Most people don't want to hear uh, core opinions that are contrary to oh, one's own. absolutely. I think that's universal feeling. Yeah. But it's just expanded. Be- I mean, maybe it's just shifted because before, like, 20 years ago, it was like, you can't talk about religion. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case anymore. Now you can just talk about religion all you want. Now you can't talk about identity politics because we already have, like, that's, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's all that's happened is it, the taboo has shifted to something else. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just what it is. I don't fucking know. 
If it doesn't matter, Max. <laughs> I suppose it matters, but it's like... I mean, it doesn't matter for the sake of this conversation. We're not going to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we need to update Oh, yeah. Do we we want to... Did I not tell you about this, Will? Oh, oh yeah. So I, it didn't I, I heard out. about what happened. It didn't work out later that night. Uh, um, so an update from last week's episode about Max on Tinder with... What was her name? Uh, Maya. With Maya. Uh, Max, why don't you uh, take it away before we get well, to the end of the episode? Well, she... I suppose I have to go through it. But basically, this is a hot girl, super rich. Maya. Seems smart. Use punctuation went really to cambridge well. yeah yeah um and i was like and How i was like this is a good soundtrack for the sultry story <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I basically I, I i my gambit was to be like did you mean to swipe right on me and she's like i was wrong and i was like well i hope not and she's like oh, hope is powerful you are audacious and i was like oh maybe i have maybe i can do this uh-huh. and then uh, and then I said, this is going better than I thought. And then here's where it takes a turn. And I didn't know this at the time, but she's like, what were you thinking, Max? And I was, and, and I said, and here's where I fucked up. Yeah. I said, I was thinking, she's very pretty and I could probably use a haircut. And what I meant to say by that is, is that, that you're, you're better yes, than me. I know. Like you're, and while complimenting her. Yeah. But it didn't read that way. Because I'm not as good with punctuation as she is. Like, I, I, had I used a common here, maybe I could have fucked this girl. Yeah, you're, uh, you're, you're just a comma. Probably away. not. <laughs> <laughs> but she, but she misunderstood that as saying that she want you wanted because her to give her you're pretty, yeah. you must know how to cut hair. Yeah, which is not a sexy thing to say. Not, <laughs> not usually. Also, it's not even a True sensical thing. thing. No. It makes no sense at all. So she goes, "Oh, of course, pretty people give." The best haircuts. She's probably showing all of her friends, like, look at this prejudiced asshole <laughs> who thinks I know how to cut hair. Well, no one's worried about prejudice against the pretty, but uh, <laughs> they should, Max. <laughs> They've suffered long enough. But she just thought I said something that made no sense. She yeah. made a joke. I didn't understand that she was making a joke. Uh, uh, that she was responding to my joke with a joke. I thought she was just making a nonsensical joke because I thought my thing was clearly understood. Mm-hmm. And then it fell apart. I think you should text her all that right now. That would be insane <laughs> if I if I, I know. totally it, recounted. The, well, explain the whole comma situation. Like I think had I put a comma here, this would have made a lot more sense. We could have really hit it. We, we could have really hit it off. We could have had a sexual relationship. Yeah, I mean, do, don't don't hold back. Just tell her exactly how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> so, who was the last one to communicate? She was. I was. Oh, Matt, you were the last one to say something. Well, I tried. To. What'd you say after that? Uh, oh, you said I was trying I was, to make a joke, and I said uh, actually I was trying to make a self-deprecating joke, but I think I just made a strange connection. Yeah, and that was the end. And she never, she never wrote back. So, thank you for going on this journey with Max <laughs> uh, and Maya. If you, if you know Maya, please tell her to message Max. No one knows. No one knows who she is. No one knows. Uh, but I think that's gonna be it for this episode. Uh, so the next show is next Thursday, February eighth. Uh, same place, Co-Prosperity Sphere, 3219 South Morgan. Go to countybutcher.com, all that, whatever. He is Max Friedman. I yeah. am Joe Noodleman. That's the end of the podcast. All right. <laughs> <laughs>